Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Avram Goldar, and today we're Zechus Nadarim Daf Samach Zayin, the tenth parak Narha Marasa. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the tenth parak begins Narha Marasa Avi Ubala Mafir Nidareha, a Nara who is in Arusa, meaning after Kedushin but before Nisuin. Her father and husband are Mafir Her Nadarim. Hafar, revocation of a netter differs from Hatara, a nomen by sage, in that it does not require a basis for the cancellation of the netter. Rather, it's their decision to revoke it. Additionally, it differs in that Hafar ends the netter only going forward. Its effectiveness until this point remains intact, as opposed to Hatara, which voids the netter retroactively. The mission continues, if either the father or the husband alone revoke the netter, it's still in effect. Both are required to void the netter. When the Gemara asks that this has already been taught by the opening statement of the Mishnah, it answers that the Mishnah could have been read to mean that either the father or the husband can revoke the netter, so the Mishnah clarified that both Hafaros are needed to void the netter. Point number two, the Mishnah concluded, It's unnecessary to say that if one party confirmed the netter, it's not revoked, even if the other party revoked it. Confirmation of a netter disables one's power to be made for it. The Gemara asks what this clause is teaching, since even if one party merely fails to revoke the nether, it is not revoked. The one explains that this is included within the first case of the Mishnah, where one party did not revoke the nether. The Gemara answers, It's for a case where one was made for the nether and the other confirmed it. And he retracted and sought an annulment of his confirmation, rendering the confirmation void. The Mishnah is teaching that the original hafar of the first party is invalidated. You might have thought to say that which he confirmed he uprooted, and since he may again revoke her netter, his afar can simply join the others and the netter will be voided. He therefore teaches that they must both revoke at the same time. The Ron explains that although they can revoke at different times, the Gemara means that there cannot be a moment where one party is unable to revoke, so the first party's afar is avoided. Still, so the first party's hafar is voided. Still, the run says that they can jointly be made for the nether afterwards. And point number three, the Gemara seeks the source of our Mishnah's rule on this daf. Rabbi learns it from the Patsuk, which says, ish And if she will be married to a man, and her vows are upon her, and her husband will hear and revoke her vow. From here we learn for our Nara, who is an Arusa, that her father and husband jointly revoke her nether. The Gemara first establishes that this Pasuk is discussing an Arusa, either because we have a separate Pasuk teaching Anasuas Nadarim are revoked by her husband, or because the word Tia, being to a man, implies Kedushin. The Gemara then asks that perhaps Hafar is primarily in the domain of one party, and the other only has the ability to confirm. In the end, because there is a Pasuk that the father is Mayfir alone when she's unmarried, and the husband is Mayfir alone when she's a Nesua, and we find that a husband cannot revoke prior vows of his Nesua, but can do so with his Arusa, the Pasuk above must teach that Arusa's Nadarm are revoked jointly by the father and husband. So once again, the three points are number one, the tenth parak begins, Narhamarasa Avia Ubala Mafir Nidareha. A Na'ara, who is an Arusa, meaning after Kedushan, but before Nesuan, her father and husband are Mayfir her Nadarim. Hafar, revocation of a netter differs from Hatara, a nomen by a sage, in that it does not require a basis for the cancellation of the netter. Rather, it's their decision to revoke it. Additionally, it differs in that Hafar ends the netter only going forward. Its effectiveness until this point remains intact, as opposed to Hatara, which voids the netter retroactively. The mission continues, if either the father or the husband alone revoke the netter, it's still in effect. Both are required to void the netter. 
The Gemara asks that this has already been taught by the opening statement of the Mishnah. It answers that the Mishnah could have been read to mean that either the father or the husband can revoke the netter, so the Mishnah clarified that both Hafaros are needed to void the netter. Point number two, the Mishnah concluded, It's unnecessary to say that if one party confirmed the netter, it's not revoked, even if the other party revoked it. Confirmation of a netter disables one's power to be made for it. The Gemara asks what this clause is teaching, since even if one party merely fails to revoke the nether, it is not revoked. The one explains that this is included within the first case of the Mishnah, where one party did not revoke the nether. The Gemara answers, It's for a case where one was made for the nether and the other confirmed it. And he retracted and sought an annulment of his confirmation, rendering the confirmation void. The Mishnah is teaching that the original hafar of the first party is invalidated. You might have thought to say that which he confirmed he uprooted, and since he may again revoke her netter, his afar can simply join the others and the netter will be voided. He therefore teaches that they must both revoke at the same time. The one explains that although they can revoke at different times, the Gemara means that there cannot be a moment where one party is unable to revoke, so the first party's afar is avoided. Still, so the first party's hafar is voided. Still, the run says that they can jointly be made for the nether afterwards. And point number three, the Gemara seeks the source of our Mishnah's rule on this daf. Rabbi learns it from the Patsuk, which says, And if she will be married to a man, and her vows are upon her, and her husband will hear and revoke her vow. From here we learn for our Nara, who is an Arusa, that her father and husband jointly revoke her nether. The Gemara first establishes that this Pasuk is discussing an Arusa, either because we have a separate Pasuk teaching Anasuas Nadarim are revoked by her husband, or because the word Tia, being to a man, implies Kedushin. The Gemara then asks that perhaps Hafar is primarily in the domain of one party, and the other only has the ability to confirm. In the end, because there is a Pasuk that the father is Mayfir alone when she's unmarried, and the husband is Mayfir alone when she's in Nesua, and we find that a husband cannot revoke prior vows of his Nesua, but can do so with his Arusa, the Pasuk above must teach that Arusa's Nadarm are revoked jointly by the father and husband. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Dav Samach Zayin, and this Simmer was suggested to us by Richard Berry from Basag, New Jersey, and by Shalom Fried from Woodmere, New York. They both suggested that Samach Zayin is a sizzling barbecue, a sizzling barbecue. So here goes. The Na'ara Maharasa, who was hosting a Hafara barbecue, where her father and Hassan intended to jointly be made for her nadir, was so upset when she heard her Hassan initially confirmed it before trying to retract his confirmation that she tore down the banner with the Pusik, Once again, it's emotion. The Nahamarasa who was hosting a Hafara barbecue barbecue, that must mean we're on Duff Samach Zayn, sizzling barbecue. The Nahamarasa who was hosting a Hafara barbecue, where a father and husband intended to jointly be made for her nadir, which reminds the Gemara teaches that a father and husband jointly revoked Nadarim of a Nara who is an Arusa. So the Nahamarasa was hosting a Hafara barbecue, where her father and husband intended to jointly be made for her nadir was so upset when she heard her chassan initially confirmed it before trying to retract his confirmation. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings a case regarding a father and a chassan where one was made from the nether and the other confirmed it, and he attracted it and sought an annulment of his confirmation, rendering the confirmation void. So the Narahmarasa was hosting a Hafara barbecue, where her father and Hassan intended to jointly be made for her nadir, was so upset when she heard her Hassan initially confirmed it before trying to retract his confirmation.
that she tore down the banner with the Pusik, which reminds us rubber source for the joint hafar of the nether of Anar Marasa is the Pasik and if she will be married to a man and her vows are upon her and her husband will hear and revoke her vow. So once again, the Narhamarasa who is hosting a hafara barbecue where her father and chassan intended to jointly be made for her nadir, was so upset when she heard her chassan initially confirmed it before trying to retract his confirmation that she tore down the banner with the pasuk ish Alright, so now it's time for a four blot back chazar. Daf Samach Kimmel. So the Simmer Daf Samach Kimmel is a segue. So here goes. The neighborhood kids were frustrated when their segue race, segue race. That must mean we're on Daf Samach Gimel. The neighborhood kids were frustrated when their segue race got rained out on all three different dates of rainfall, which reminds the Gemara discusses one who vows other Gashamim until the rains and brings the three-way Malkoks about the three normal dates of rainfall. So the neighborhood kids were frustrated when their segue race got rained out on all three different dates of rainfall, start to argue when the race was rescheduled for Adar, but couldn't agree which Adar, which reminds the Gemara discusses which Adar is referred to when one says Adar without specifying. So the neighborhood kids were frustrated when their segue race got rained out on all three different dates of rainfall, start to argue when the race was rescheduled for Adar, but couldn't agree which Adar and told the kid with the garlic breath to take a netter from garlic until it was Shabbos, which meant he could have some. Shabbos night, which reminds us, Rabbi Yossi taught the one who vowed against garlic until it is Shabbos, even though a netter of means until the end of Shabbos in this case, the garlic is only forbidden until the start of Shabbos, when as an institute that men should eat garlic. Daf Samach So the similar Daf Samach is a secret agent. So here goes. This secret agent, secret agent, that must be more Daf Samach Sowed. The secret agent whose father was disgraced by him taking Nadarim lightly and was told that this was not a valid Pesach, which reminds us the ninth parak begins with a Malchok's about two types of openings to a Nal Nether. Rebelezer said, We open for a person with the honor of his father and mother, meaning we ask him if he would have made a Nether had he known people would disgrace his father because of his treating Nadarim lightly. The Chami do not allow such an opening to be used. So the secret agent whose father was disgraced by him taking the Darim lightly and was told that this was not a valid Pesach because it was similar to someone claiming a Pesach based on Hashem's honor and people stopped consulting Chachamim for a Hatter, which reminds us in the Mishnah Rabbi Tzadok stated that according to Billy Ezra, if a father's honor can be used as a Pesach, we should also be able to open a Nether Pekbot HaMakom with the honor of Hashem because vowing is a dishonor to Hashem. The Rabban responded to him, Imken ain't nadarim. If so, there are no nadarim. The Gemara seeks to explain this phrase. Rava interpreted the phrase, Imken ain't nadarim nishan l'chacham. If so, nadarim will not be asked to a chacham for a heter. If dishonor to Hashem can be used as a Pesach, people will use it themselves without consulting a chacham, which is invalid. So this secret agent whose father was disgraced by him taking Nadarim lightly and was told that this was not a valid Pesach because it was similar to someone claiming a Pesach based on Hashem's honor and people stopped consulting Chochamim for a Heter was thrilled to hear that another agent who was out to kill him became poor and was like dead, giving him a Pesach that was not Nolad, which reminds us. The Gemara asked for the source of Rebbeleus's opinion to allow Pesach of Nolad, an unexpected development. Rav Chizka quotes the Pesach where Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to return to Mitzrayim despite his having made an oath to Yisrael that he would not leave because Nashim, the people seeking your life have died. Since their dying is an unexpected development, we see that Nolad 
is valid as a Pesach. The Rabban responded that in fact they did not die, for we find Dasan of Avirim challenging Moshe several times afterwards. Rather, they became impoverished and thus lost their influence to be able to threaten Moshe. And this is not Noah because it's a relatively common occurrence. They're described as having died because it's one of the four situations that Abraitsa describes as equivalent to death. Anani, a Matsora, a blind person, and someone without children. Dav Samachay. So the similar Dav Samachay is sheep, and we often use a shepherd. So here goes. The shepherd, shepherd. That must be more on Dav Samachay. The shepherd was disgusted when he saw a king out in the field eat alive hair, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa. One who is mudrahanav from his friend, we only release him from it in front of the other person. The run explains that this is either to shame him, to discourage him from annulling the netter made for his friend's benefit, or so the subject in the netter does not incorrectly suspect the vower from violating his netter when he sees him benefiting from him. The source for this halacha is from a Kodesh Baruch telling Moshe Benu to go to Minyan to annul the oath he had made not to leave. In the process of demonstrating that Moshe had made an oath, the Gemara presents the story of Sitkiyahu's oath to Nebuchadnezzar when Sitkiyahu once discovered Nebuchadnezzar eating alive hair. So the shepherd was disgusted when he saw a king out in the field eat alive hair, took a netter not to marry the wicked king's daughter, but then found out that the king had already choked and died. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Remer says, Yesh shehen kenoad kenoad. There are events that are like Noad but are not considered Noad, and the netter is automatically void. The Chum disagree. An example of this is, Amar Konim She'ani Nozes Ponis Shavia Ra, one said, Konim I'm marrying ponies because her father is wicked. And they told him that he died or had done tshuva, and Remer considers the netter void automatically. So the shepherd was disgusted when he saw a king out in the field eat alive hair, took a netter not to marry the wicked king's daughter, but then found out that the king had already choked and died, and then had his netter from benefiting from her annulled when he realized how much it would cost to pay her ksuba, which reminds us the Mishnah Saints posting Adam Ksuba's Ishto. We can open a netter for a person based on his having to pay his wife's ksuba. This is illustrated by an incident in which a man vowed against benefiting from his wife, requiring him to divorce her. When Rabbi Kiva required him to pay her ksuba of 400 dinarim, the man said had he known this, he would never have made the netter, and Rabbi Kiva annulled it. Dav Samachbav. So the Simmer Dav Samachbav is related to sewing, and we use a tailor. So here goes. The tailor, tailor. That must be more than Dav Samachbav. So... The tailor who required two heterim for his two independent nadarim, saying, What I benefit from my apprentice is like a carbon, and what I benefit from my seamstress is like a carbon, which reminds us, the mission makes several distinctions about the principle of netter shehutur miksasu hutur kuo, that a netter which is partially nullified is nullified entirely. The third case was if he said, Shani nenel is carbon, was carbon. What I benefit from this person is like a carbon, and from this person is like a carbon. Tzrikim pesel we require an opening for each one of them, because by saying, like a carbon, regarding each person, they are independent Nadarim and require their own hatter. So, the tailor who required two hatterim for his two independent Nadarim, saying, what I benefit from my apprentice is like a carbon, and what I benefit from my seamstress is like a carbon, was so impressed by the new gold tooth that his poor daughter received from the rabbi, which reminds us of the case of Rabbi Shmuel, where a man vowed benefit from his niece because of her appearance, the more explained she was missing a tooth, and after Rabbi Shmuel beautified her by providing her a false tooth of gold, he presented her to uncle and said, Bini Mizona Darta my son, is it from this one you vowed? The man said no, and Rabbi Shmuel permitted the netter. He then wept and said, Benos Yisrael knows him, Benos Yisrael beautiful, but poverty makes him homely. So the tailor who acquired two hatarim for his two independent nadarim, saying, what I benefit from my apprentice is like a carbon, and what I benefit from my seamstress is like a carbon, was so impressed by the new gold tooth that his poor daughter received from the rabbi, 
that he told his wife, I forbid you from entering my tailor shop until you give a taste of your food to the rabbi, which reminds us, a man once forbade his wife from benefiting from him until she gave a taste of her food to Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Shimon. Despite the indignity, Rabbi Yehud tasted it, saying that it's a kava homer. If to make shalom between a man and his wife, the Torah said, My name which was written in Kedusha should be erased into the afflictive waters given to the Sota, even where it's a suffix, if it will save the marriage, then I, all the more so, should subject myself to this dishonor to save their marriage. Rabbi Shimon didn't taste it because he held differently. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you know if one says what I benefit from this person is like a carbon? And from this person is like a carbon, we require a Pesach for each one of them. That's on Duff. Good number two, which stuff do you know the Rav said that if dishonored to Hashem can be used as a Pesach, people will use it themselves without consulting a Chacham, which is invalid. That's on Duff. Good number three. Which stuff be the case where Rishmo beautified a poor girl who is missing a tooth with a gold tooth? That's on Duff. Good number four. Which of the one that rub is source that a father and chassan jointly are made for the nether of an armarasa is vimayutiyeliish unadareha aleha. That's on Duff. Good number five. Which definitely the incident of Sitkiyahu seeing Nebuchadnezzar eat a live hair and being made to make a netter not to reveal it? That's on Dav. Good number six. Which of the one that a father and a chassan both jointly annul the nether of a Narhamarasa? That's on Dav. Good number seven. Which of the one we can make a Pesach for a netter for a person based on his having to pay his wife's ksuba? That's on Dav. Good number eight. Which stuff do you know that Dustin and Aviram were considered dead because they became impoverished? That's on Duff. Good number nine. Which stuff do you know the case regarding a father and a chosm where one was made for the Nahamarasa's nether and the other confirmed it? That's on Duff. Good at number ten. Which stuff do you know that one who vows from eating garlic until the Shabbos is only forbidden until the start of Shabbos when Ezra instituted that men should eat garlic? That's on Duff. Samach Gimel. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol Nazik wishing you a great day and great learning.